y'all welcome back i am very excited right now as always when these two fine gentlemen are here we got vance and we got eric uh we're gonna do pretty much do the final chapter although it's continuously i mean it's gonna be eric's life for the rest of his life but we're, we're gonna try to try and uh, tie a nice little bow wait wait wait, wait wait it's gonna be my uh, life yeah it, for, for the, the rest, rest of, of your life welcome to my life anyways we're gonna um, be doing uh eric's leg uh final chapter until there's an encore but yeah so if you guys haven't listened to the first uh two episodes i mean first of all you should secondly to give a brief recap obviously eric uh he he fell hurt his knee like severely couldn't walk had to go to the hospital multiple times blah 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 we are now i mean where did we leave off last episode eric suffered eric suffered an injury that less than probably 0.01 percent of the of of the earth has ever have had to go gone yeah through. yeah bad bad like bad 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 so so he, yeah. I, as i recall last time we left off when gabe was with us you you were still kind of in the rehab stage just starting were you even starting the re- i think you were just starting the rehab stage yeah, I was just getting into the rehab hospital, so a yeah. whole different hospital setting. Y- yet again, like the third yes. or fourth hospital you've now been in, multiple, anyways. So what was, and let's just start here, what was your mindset day one of going to the rehab hospital? How, how are you feeling at this point? I'm actually very happy to be there because this is the place where they can help me get better <laughs> and help me learn how to take care of myself better, right? So if you remember, like, so far... In the point of the story, it's been 13 days. I haven't been able to take a shower yet, Mm. right? Not my longest stretch without a shower, but still, wow. Yeah, but you also have to remember, I fell face down in mud. Oh, Um, it was literally raining when you fell in the dirt. And Joe, correct me if if I'm wrong, your only option to take a shower is to have one of your parents or siblings help you well, well, as a grown man yeah once i was shot. in the hospital it was you know nice nurse sponge bath type situation yeah so, oh yeah. for real it was actually a sponge bath seinfeld yeah i mean it does they, they have like uh medical bathing wipes essentially that they just will like wipe you down what with she, so what'd she look like yeah how, how hot was this like? nurse bro? what'd he look like I'm trying to Not remember bad. i've had more than one nurse do this for me so i can't tell you which one looks like what Honestly, that's got to be like the most it's like it's like a awkward haircut times. Oh, I don't know what to say. Getting a haircut. If you're wiping my back, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You know, what's amazing about nurses? Shout out to them is that like it's literally just their job. Yeah. And so it is they make it seem so normal. They make you as comfortable as possible. At least this was my experience. And like it was obviously something I hated, but they make it seem like this is just a normal part of their day and it should be a normal part of your day. And they're just here to help you. And Joe, like giving, awesome. like when when Sarah gave birth, I'm sure you encountered the same thing. Where those 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 birth nurses are like, they're insanely good at what they do, and like they'll they have like bedside manner, but then they'll like switch. Oh, yeah. I'll tell Shout you, to nurses. I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, but it doesn't matter. I'm about to say it again. I was instantly calmed because with uh, with my son, uh, the first first time my wife uh, gave birth, we had to do an emergency uh, C section, and by we, obviously she did, and all of the the fallout and, and all the bullshit that she had to take. I mean, you know, her stomach was cut open, all the things, and I'm panicking. I'm literally we they had to put her on a stretcher, wheel her downstairs, yada yada, get down to the surgery room and all that, and we did not know the gender of the kid yet. Uh, so we were just, you know, waiting or we didn't know. And when we got into the room, uh, one of the nurses just flippantly just making conversation was like, you know, you having a boy or girl. And I was like, oh, we don't know yet. And this guy turns to his cohort, his other, I don't know if he was a nurse or a doctor. I don't know what any of them were. There's women and men in there and thank God for all of them. But the one turns to the other one and goes, all right, lunch tomorrow. I bet you it's a boy. If it's a girl, you're paying. And like the fact <laughs> that they were so casual, they were so, not like bored, but it's so mundane to them that they're like, all right, let's gamble on it to try and make this spicier. Whereas I'm panicking. It's an emergency C-section. Where to them, it's just Thursday. And they're like, yeah, I bet yeah. you lunch. I bet you a taco on the gender. That, that made me feel so much better immediately. It calmed me down immediately. And yeah. E, I'm guessing that was the, the, the matter of factness of, of these nurses. Guys or girls, both very hot, giving you a sponge bath. I, I'm guessing that's kind of how it went. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where at that point you obviously need what they're doing for you so badly that you're just sort of like, okay, fine, I don't mm. do what you have to do, and I'll just accept it. And I, I appreciate you doing this for me, but I hate it, dude. 
I, I literally don't know what to say during haircuts. What, what did you talk at all? Or did you just kind of sit there? Like, I can't imagine trying to make small talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that because my first morning in the rehab hospital, I'm need to take a shower, right? I haven't showered in almost two weeks. And so what they had to do was get a shower wheelchair for me, essentially. And wheel me into like a, you know, no slip, fully medical wheelchair accessible shower. And they actually had to have somebody hold my leg up and like put it on something because I couldn't have it down still. Oh, God. And so the first shower I'm taking, there's two occupational therapists and a nurse in there. And they're making sure I'm okay. And then we're also just chatting, like having getting to know you chats. (laughs) Um, During the first shower I get. And that's sort of just like one, they had to be there for my safety and they had to help me like, you know, show me how I could and could not do things and sort of how this particular shower works, this particular chair works, this particular rehab hospital works. And at the same time, it's like, oh, so you're from Austin. Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. Okay. So, so shower ends. And now how long until you're actually doing stuff? Like if that happens, and then are you just laid up for a bit? How much of the how much of you do they see? Uh, they see a decent bit. So in the rehab hospital, I had three hours a day of occupational therapy and physical therapy. Like that was their set. Yeah, number. You gotta get in there, right? Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, you have doctors coming in to check on you. You have nurses coming in to check on you. Um, you know, all sorts sounds of like people. a vacation, dude. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, you know, it was it was really, really so nice and relaxing. <laughs> so next year, no, all so... three of us do it together. It'll be fun. <laughs> We're all gonna, yeah. yeah. Well, I paid that bill today. Let me tell you, it's a, it was a doozy. So, Good God. Um, what I would say is that probably the first day they sort of gauge what you can and can't do. So they're like, okay, so you need to learn how to, you know. Do this when you use the restroom where you put on your clothes like this, right? Like they gave me a grabber, like one of those um, yeah. you see old people have. Yeah. Is that how yeah, you I, put on pants? Like until you can bend your leg? Like, yeah. And now we're like, okay, here's how we're going to put on your shorts. Like you have to put it here and you try to get your leg through here. And yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. So it was really interesting because they do that and then they sort of see what you can do physically, what you can't do physically. And they just sort of try and build you up to whatever you can do at, at any given point during this or are you I, I know myself whereas i would be filled with i mean just rage and, and i mean I- impotent rage because you can't do anything about it it's not like you could fix it and i know that i would just be i personally would just be, oh, god i'd be bad at this I would diffuse everything with humor. Uh, yeah, I'd be dark though. I'd, I'd just, be going I real just, dark. Yeah, I just make fun. Real, of real, real dark. It, it, how did you cope with this? So I will say, it's, it's interesting. My what happened to me in that mindset, in that situation, was you sort of just get into this weird survival instinct, which you're literally just trying to like get to the next thing. And to just sort of wake up the next morning and try and get a little bit better each day. So I will say one interesting thing I found was that the rehab hospital really did something that surprised me. And that was sort of it restored my idea of my humanity, which I didn't realize that I had lost. So like Mm -hmm. when you're not able to do things for yourself, right? You have no more independence. You just sort of feel like a blob that just exists, right? And everybody has to do everything for you until you can start doing things for yourself. So think about like your children, right? Joe, as your children get older, they learn how to do more and more things themselves. And you see more and more of their individual personality, right? Like they become more of themselves as individuals the more independence they have. And so as you as at least I found as I lost that, I sort of lost that sense of myself and the rehab facility really helped me get that I'm back. Literally literally gonna use that in trial. Yeah, that's uh, that's so deep and that is so heavy to try to process. Uh, like, first question to the jury, uh, in voir dire. You got kids? Everyone that raised their hands that has kids. Hey, remember when your kids learn how to do this? Because everyone remembers yeah. it. Because you 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 do. Man, E, that is 
And so, like, really good I had a lot of time to think about this kind of thing because I really was trying to figure out, like, what is happening to me right now? Because, again, I had three hours of therapy and then I just could sit there the rest of the day. Right. Like, what you else? Got 21 hours alone. I mean, yeah, you can sleep for 10 of it, but then you're still just in your head for 12. Good yeah. Lord. So and it's I'm curious, like, does I, it sounds like that makes sense to you. All right. Like Complete. that idea that, you know. It is interesting that your humanity is tied to sort of this idea of what you can and can't do independently. And so I think I've said this before, but it also being there helped me understand like an elderly person, right? Like you sort of see these people who seem like shells of themselves. And it made me think, well, maybe part of that is one, they're just trying to like get through the day because they only have so much energy. And two, when you can't do things for yourself, you sort of lose the sort of spirit that you have. Dude, like it. Uh, two things. One, I, I was, I was literally typing this for me. Yeah, I was, I was wondering what you were typing because you looked really locked in. But no, I. The whole time you were saying that, I was thinking about the concept of, of being, you know, so old that you need, you know, assistance again or whatever. And like, this is a really dark uh, uh, statement, but it's one hundred percent true. My wife's uh, grandfather, uh, he had. I forget what happened to him, but he was essentially just on the downslope. He was in a wheelchair and his wife, uh, my, my wife's grandmother had to take care of him. And every, we visited him, you know, three, four times every couple months or whatever back in the day, especially when we were living in South D point is he was uh, deteriorating rapidly near the end. And the last time that I went to see him uh, before he just died naturally, he uh, literally was, (laughs) this is dark as fuck. He was literally trying to kill himself with everything he could find. Every time, if he, if there was a, if there was like an, uh, a steak knife, because like, they had like cattle and it was some of the best fucking steak I've ever had in my life, but he would grab so it and he would instantly these. try to stab himself in the wrist and she would have to like lurch across the table and grab, like he would grab shit and start like putting it to his throat. Like he's not even strong enough to strangle himself, <laughs> but he, he was at the apex. He was at the crux of, I know I'm only going to get worse and this might be my last chance to end this shit. Otherwise I'm stuck in this thing for, and like you could see it in his eyes. He hated it. And it's scary as fuck. I, I admit that I am now literally like I, it helped me quitting cigarettes. It helped me starting to work out again because it's like the last thing I want is to be, you know, wheelchair ridden for the last however many years of my oh, life where I'm desperate point. for other people to do shit for me because you do lose a part of you, your humanity, your independence. We call it what you want. So e uh, yeah. being in that situation when you're not that age, I can I can only imagine and certainly not to the extent that I'm sure you were in it. I can't imagine how that would take a toll on you mentally or, or did it? Were you able to ride that way? Okay. Okay. Cause like, fuck me, dude, I would get dark fast. E that was just, that's really powerful too. Cause like I, my, you know, auto, my son is three months and two weeks. I'm remembering now. I'm remembering the dates. There it we go. Start to click. It starts and to get automatic. Yeah. He changes every day and you know what changes every day? His ability to interact with the world independently it changes every single day. So it's literally fused into your mm-hmm. DNA. Yeah. It's biologic. That's, That's yeah. wild. But it's interesting because it's not a one-to-one thing, right? Like there are plenty of people who need help doing things all the time and still have this sort of zest for life and still have this mm-hmm. really solid grasp of their identity. And I think it's probably something that's individualized and i think it might be just have to do with how good or quick you are at accepting that sort of dynamic how long did it take you to accept it i mean i don't know that i fully ever did i accept that like i won't Mm. ever be the same but I'm still kind of learning to cope with the idea that I probably won't ever be the same, right? Like that's a really weird thing to sort of know. And it's also, again, there's also the unknown with me where it's like, I don't really know what is going to be the rest, what the rest of my life is going to look like as far as mobility or as far as ability or anything like that. It's still, you know, forming what that is. So yeah. You're a lot more courageous. You're a lot more courageous than I am because I would not be thinking about any of that. I would say I'm going to be totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just ride it out (laughs) until it's so obvious that I'm not going to be totally fine, and then it all comes crashing down on me. But at some point, Vince, you know you're lying to yourself, right? Like, 
if you're in nope. a, come on, you think, <laughs> of you, course, yeah, yes. right. Like you're but in I'm a wheelchair so and you can't walk in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, I got this guys. Don't worry. Vance, Vance, you know who you sound like? You sound like them hedgies, man. Oh, it's over that. But dude, it, it, I, I can't imagine what you're going through just in, in this, you know, day two or three of this rehab hospital. Like it honestly, and we don't need to go down the, the religious road. I'm not even trying to, but it, I can't get it out of my head. It sounds like the idea of, you know, born again, re- rebirth, you know, starting fresh, yada, yada. Like you were physically broken down to a point that you, know, you had to have somebody else wash you. And now you're getting, building yourself back up to, you know, to be the person you used to be. Do do you even want to be the person you used to be? And I'm not, obviously you want, you know, independence. I'm not, but like, is the is are you taking stock in like the the mentality of who you once were? Is that even part of it yet? Because I, I admit I would probably be so focused on the physical that I don't. You know, who knows? But are 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 you refreshing who that might have been, or are, you know, leading old part? You know what I mean? Where are you going with that part of it? Yeah, I would say your sense of who you are, sort of what you want to be. At least for me, has changed in a little bit, and sort of. I don't know. That's a really good question, Joe. I'm not sure how to phrase it other than to say there are some things that I used to be able to do that I wish I could do. And there are some things that I used to do and the way I used to be that I never want to go back to. Hmm. And I don't know that either none of neither of those would be the case if I hadn't experienced this. And so it is like a fundamental shift Hmm. in sort of how I view myself and my future and all these other things, but it's still something, you know, I'm trying to figure out, which is kind of a shitty thing in and of itself, right? <laughs> is to be like 35 and all of a sudden to be like, well, I guess I got to figure out this new version of me. God. I mean, it, it, I've, yeah, my, my entire life I've been stumbling through it and just kind of figuring out stuff on the fly. That's not an option for you right now. It's not on the fly. It is as slow paced you, you you can break down every fundamental piece of who you are because you just have the time. I, I don't know that I'd be ready for that. I don't know that I'm mentally prepared to take full stock in who I have been no, and who what? I want to be. Hey, Joe, are you ready for me to come and shoot you in the knee? Fucking hell. With a, with a <laughs> fucking shotgun? <laughs> like, of course we're not oh ready for that. Oh, my God. I can't, like. Well, actually, Joe, you would be the psychopath that would be ready for that with your cargo pants. You probably have, like, I'm ready. some sort of serial killer, like, like plate in there. Yeah, and one oh, of his. is actually ready for that. And one of his zippers, he has, like, an entire yes, tourniquet. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We went to see, uh, we went to see uh, uh, Hamilton, and I was wearing pants that had zipper pockets, and one of the people that we were with, who I know and like, but she's like very classy. And she was just like, are you, are you wearing zipper pockets to the opera? I was like, look, don't judge me. Okay. I only own zipper pockets. I don't have non zipper pocket pants. You brought it up on the show. (laughs) And this is really, this is really a big thing for me. I fucking hate Hamilton. I hate Miranda. I, have you seen his MasterCard commercial? Let's talk about Hamilton. Let's talk about Hamilton. Let's talk about Hamilton. Right. Okay. Have you heard um, this man, his name is Jay-Z or Biggie or basically any rapper of any talent ever or any lyricist string together some lyrics? Because I can save you some trouble. Don't go to Hamilton because just listen to the music because it's not even good. I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, this is not, yeah, uh, is this Drake? Did Drake write this? Like it's Drake level lyricism, right? And then I'm supposed to be so impressed because he's rhyming things. And he's using I am he's using different uh, cadence and shit. It's like this is like basic level shit, right? But you know what? It really impresses. It really impresses rich white people who who don't know this Jay Z fellow, (laughs) and like don't have never been exposed to this world. So they're seeing a black guy up there rapping, and they're like, "This is amazing! Look at this hip hop. It's so racist, so street. Yeah, dude. And like I like the reason why people like it, I think, is like rooted in racism." Because I think if you actually know anything about hip hop or like anything about rap, like you would understand that, like, yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. But like, <laughs> is it? It is boring, and it's it, it it's. I hate Hamilton. Wow, I hate it. I mean, there is a lot to unpack uh, there. Um, Let's do an episode on on Hamilton. I mean, let's just do. That's it. actually a good idea. I mean, down seriously because I, I, this is. I've something tried that... three times. I've tried three times to watch it 
because I'm like every single time I'm like, all right, dude, you're just being like, you're being an asshole. Like you're being like, you're being really extra. Like try it again. Like, okay, like let's try it again. Like keep an open mind. And I can't get past like 15 minutes. I'm just like, I fucking hate this so much. I, I want to punch you in the face. Miranda. I was so against it. I, I did not want to. I did. I knew nothing about it. The first time uh, Sarah, my wife, wanted to watch it on HBO. I think it was HBO it doesn't matter. Want to sit down and watch it. I was like really, really against it. And I was like, fine. So like I got destroyed to prepare myself to sit down and watch this thing. And well, like I haven't done that 30 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds in, I was just like, oh, shit, this isn't that bad. And then by the time they got to the, the 10 dual commandments, I'm literally like standing like I'm like it's it is I fucking love it I, I am I'm stunned that you are on the other side of that E where do, where do you I mean this there's no reason that we need to keep going down this road but just because E where do you fall I think it's very very good I understand what Vance is saying about the um, lyricism movie. but I think he's sort of ignoring the idea of having to weave an entire narrative through yeah. this 20 years like of, an album? of American history. You mean like yeah. a Jay-Z it's, album? Yeah, but no, he's incorporating uh, facts they're that are... very, very different to me. Yeah, I, I think if you were to sit down and write a song about your life, you can probably add or remove a bunch of shit just because oh. you can make it up. With regards uh, yeah. to actual historical precedents, he had to be accurate and still be good. I'm not saying that the he's not extremely, extremely out-of-this-world talented, right? I'm not saying that I mean, at all. Amazing. What I'm saying is... The lyricism is not that good. And the whole thing is lyricism. The whole <laughs> fucking thing. So I'm listening to like mediocre rappers the whole time, like the mediocre rap the whole time. And I'm like, okay, oh, all right, that was pretty good. Like, all right, okay, and we're doing it again. Oh, and we're rapping. I will, I will accept again. the idea that he himself is not the greatest deliverer of these lines i mean it, and i think not, that's probably it's so it'd be like his megalomania just shows through like he thinks he's the greatest fucking artist that has ever <laughs> graced this goddamn planet because he found he he googled wikipedia he googled alexander hamilton found out that he might actually be of of a uh of of like a, a a black descent and he's ran with it and he's like i am the, the greatest humanitarian of all time <laughs> let me sell out to mastercard and then come on co commercial and tell people that they can do what i did all they have to do is dream i did why don't you i hate him so much <laughs> you know what throwing down that he's number one now he has surpassed Whoa. so you, he you has know surpassed Stephen hawking so you know yeah he has surpassed Stephen, Stephen allen? allen wow Stephen allen <laughs> He is, and he's surpassed Greg Abbott. He is number one. Ben, well, I know you listen. Yep. Yeah. I, right. Next time I talk to old Lynn, I'll, I'll, I'll let him know that the challenge has been I late. I want to challenge Joseph. You would beat him because I saw I mean, he's you not in a sixth big grade. Dude. He's not a big dude. No, no, no. No. In a rap battle. Ooh, I saw in you in battle. sixth grade. I have not. This man. I have not kept my freestyle fire. chops up the way I, I, I once used to care. I will hey, admit. Hey, don't that. worry. Have you seen Hamilton? You don't have to. I was moved. <laughs> I was literally moved to tears in Hamilton. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, everyone I, was. I got out I'm of my chair. Person, I got out of my chair. That doesn't like Hamilton. I'm literally only the only literally, person I know. His whole narrative of like how that happened completely untrue, but it's fine. It's, <laughs> like, I, but I tried. That's Vance. All right, I got we can out drop it. Chair. We can drop it. But I tried to I tried to fight it, right? I was like, this is not right. Like something is off. I tried to watch it three times and I'm just like, I can't I can't do it. I think you should start in a different place if you started at the same place. Okay, that's yeah. okay. You know what? Tonight I'm gonna start at like hour oh, one. Get destroyed. Like go go through. Get destroyed. It helped me. Uh, oh yeah, with it with a newborn. That's I that's yeah, a good idea. that's not fair to be to be we had a baby. He today, says right? as he takes a sip from his beer. Hey, that's yangling. That's good that's good shit. Uh, so I, I literally, I was moved to tears during that. And I literally got out of my chair and took a knee because I like had to like compose myself. And the reason I said that, and that's true, but it's, I, the reason I said that was to pull us back onto topic. Speaking of knees, Eric, Hey guys, I'm a fucking professional, Eric. So at this point, what was their initial plan for you? What was their initial plan for like rehab? And like how, when they were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. What, what was day one? Like, what was the, cause like it wasn't, you couldn't do anything. So what was physical therapy? Well, so the, um, so there are two different parts of this, right? There's occupational therapy, which is sort of teaching you how to live. Those were the people that taught me how to bathe myself, how to use the toilet, how to put on my clothes, sort of the things I physically would need to do. And then the physical therapists were strength building, right? So 
what I mainly did for occupational therapy was all those things I just described, right? Yeah. Like we worked on sort of how to put on a sock. Yeah, the grabber shit and all that. Bend your leg, yeah. And then for physical therapy, what we mostly focused on was the idea that like, well, you can't do anything with your left leg. So what we need is for your right leg to be strong as fuck. God. Because it's going to have to carry you. And so I did a lot of upper body like exercises and a lot of right leg exercises. Just with your other leg limp, you're just working out three of your four appendages you're working while the other one just kind of hangs out. Yeah, and so it was a lot of like, um, okay, well, let's see how long you could stand today. And it'd be like, oh, so you can stand for 45 seconds until you need to sit down. Cool, tomorrow. tomorrow. Exactly. So is your right leg like much bigger than your left leg right now? It's actually the opposite. My right leg is much smaller than my left leg oh. because my left leg has done nothing. Swollen. And yeah. it's very oh. swollen. Very swollen. Yeah. And the right leg is slimming down because you're burning calories and shit. Yeah, I'll oh. send you a video, I'll, a picture of the difference. It's pretty drastic. Actually. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that's fucking crazy. So you don't have to say uh, the number, obviously. I don't, I don't, nobody can. But when you, when it came time to pay this uh, physical therapist bill on a scale of zero to damn, how much did, uh, how much did that cost, bro? Well, uh, I will, it was, it was, it was a hoe <laughs> is what I would put it at. Um, I let, <laughs> I let it. Boing, boing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In between, what's it, what's the line well, well, from, well, uh, well, yeah. Well, is it in between hoe or boing? <laughs> Yeah, it's probably enough. <laughs> oh. cha A little clincher. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was one ah, of those American healthcare. Just, yeah, and it's, you know, one of many I still need to pay. So, um, yeah. But it wasn't something I thought about at all um, while I was there. I was just grateful to have somewhere I could be to, like, take care of me. Because remember, I was at my parents and then I was at a hospital. And I just wasn't able to function in either of those places. And the difference from when I got back to my parents to the first time I went was night and day as far as, like, what I was able to do. Because they literally taught me sort of like, oh, when you are at your parents, hmm. here is how you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right? And so it just – it was one of those things where it's, you know, you can't do, you know – some parts of math class until you learn the basics of addition, yeah. subtraction, multiplication, division, right? So, like, they gave me the basics to build myself up into functioning, essentially. I mean, whatever it did cost, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's worth it. Um, but, I mean, I, I imagine, yeah, seriously, the price had to be crazy. But I keep saying price because that brings us to this week's quiz, everybody. Get hey, excited. Oh. Talking about quizzes. All right. I, um, a lot of these, basically all of these are about the prices of, uh, things, medications, surgeries and such in America compared to the rest of the world. Uh, I got this information from worldpopulationreview.com and www.randrand.org slash research. They compared Which 32 countries. Very conservative, conservative Trump supporting, uh, scientific website. Rand is? Because... I, I made oh. that up. It's America, from <laughs> America's you, number one conservative podcast. It has. I mean, to be. if it's the only place we if, get our news. If they didn't have a picture of POTUS, I mean, and I mean the, the real POTUS, not this fake Biden nonsense. We all know Biden. Ain't, 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 we're talking the real POTUS. If they didn't have Donald Trump on the front page of their website, I don't use it. It's just not. You can't trust it. Not trustworthy. I mean, I am kind of fitting into the stereotype because I did just you rant shit against like all over. a historically like incredible like. Uh, uh, a black like play worldwide that was that, 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 worldwide that everybody is, yeah. loves it and i've also sat here and made fun of disabled people mm-hmm. and <laughs> christianity yeah, well fine. no actually that doesn't count so far well i guess haven't shit yeah. on christianity yet but we got time all right question one everybody question one faulkner get faulkner they, com- they, <laughs> they compared 32 countries shout out faulkner 32 countries and they they grabbed i think a dozen different medications what percent on average how much higher, what percentage was the U.S. cost of medication to the average of the other 32 countries? So just pick a number. and 30 to 1. Uh, no, that's, yeah, no. Yeah, I was going to say like 30 times more expensive. Yeah, 200% less. more expensive. 256%. So I'm yeah. giving, obviously, Eric the credit. But yeah, 250, 256% on average. Obviously, some are outliers and things, but on average, 256%. 
Lantus. It's long-acting insulin. I'm going to give you three countries. Uh, United States, Syrian Arab Republic, and Brazil. Which one of the three has the most expensive Lantus long-acting insulin? U.S., Syrian Arab Republic, or Brazil? It's the dumbest question. Um, because no matter what we say, you get to get us, man. Brazil. See, I was actually leaning Brazil because Brazil's a mess normally, but just to be yeah, different, it's all corrupt, I'll say man. U.S. It, yeah, it's U.S. and it's uh, like Brazil and Syrian Arab Republic are both $6 for Lantis, and they are the most expensive countries in the world for Lantis, except for the United States. That's $13.75. Uh, oh, God. Literally double the two most expensive chaotic countries. Now then, Humulin, H-U-M-U-L-I-N, Humulin, short-acting insulin. Uh, Who has the most expensive in the world? Rwanda, Pakistan, or the United States? Freedom fighters, United States. I'll go Rwanda for fun. Uh, Rwanda is 10 cents. Pakistan is 50 cents. The United States is $39.63. What the fuck, y'all? Yeah, because ours is better. We make it American-made. It's, <laughs> it's better than theirs. That is, y'all, that is insane. You know how much it costs in the United Kingdom? Do you know how much the, the $39.63 short-acting insulin costs in the UK? Two cents. Zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Literally less than two cents. Two cents is, is way too high. Get out of here with that. that. That's called socialized medicine. Right. We, that's common. There's no way you're going to get this, but I'm going to throw it out there just to, to set the bar. How much does a heart transplant cost, on average, how much does a heart transplant cost in America? With or without insurance? Uh, it, it, well, the, the total the price, if, yeah, the, the, yeah. if you have okay, insurance, yeah. obviously you don't pay yeah. that, but the, the average cost um, total. I'm going to go 350 grand. That's kind of where I was too. I'll go 284. $787,000. Oh, Want to know how much it costs in England, guys? Still zero. Hundred. Well, 113K. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Now, so admittedly, admittedly that is pounds, so it's closer to about $200,000, but it's uh, $500,000 yes. less in England. $500,000. You could buy a— Yeah, we make more money than them so we can spend our money on stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does it cost in Spain? Even fucking less, a hundred k in euros. I would not want a heart transplant <laughs> in Spain, sir. I don't, you're just you're send me to on, America and let me pay the money. Coming on real racist tonight, actually, bro. No big deal. Actually, you know what? That is coming actually not true. Strong. Oh, that's actually not true. The hospitals in America probably kill more people than I think anything in this country. Hmm. Um, we we do not like if you can afford it, right? If you have like the deluxe of the the deluxe. Uh, insurance and you can have access to facilities and specialists. America is a great place to be for medicine. But if you're not in the, yeah, the top 1%, yeah, like you are, you, it's, it's not any better than Spain and it's probably worse. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. To be honestly. honest, if you just go to a random hospital and say like, you know, Arkansas, no offense. I don't think we have any listeners in Arkansas, but like, unless you literally are the governor, like what, the, like what kind of experience are you expecting there? Not awesome, I'm, I'm guessing, obviously. They would say, whoo, take that heart out. Well, yeah, um, obviously, e, I'm glad you're not spending, like, you know, $800,000 on this bullshit. But, like, at any given time early on, were you worried about the money? Because, like, I, I'm just assuming that probably hurts a lot of people in their recovery process. I mean, yeah, it. you know, like I <laughs> – I think I told you at one point in one of these previous ones, I paid $1,400 to be thrown into the back of a care, a Dodge caravan <laughs> and gurneyed into like a hospital and a doctor's office. Right. Like mm-hmm. that stuff will catch up to you. Um, no shit. Really. I think the biggest issue for me, as far as that goes, was dealing with insurance companies, which I'm sure Vance can speak to. But for instance, I needed to see a plastic surgeon who was going to do, be my nerve specialist, right? So I had had, I had seen the nerve doctor in the hospital that I was at, and I had the rehab hospital tell me I needed to see a nerve doctor. 
However, for my insurance to approve seeing this nerve doctor who visited me in the hospital, I had to have a primary care physician refer me. Why? Yeah, you get your PCP to refer you. That's just that's just how things work. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how they work. Yeah. And I needed that for everything. So, but for instance, so I needed to contact a PCP who I can't physically go see and ask them to refer me for something that I've had two doctors already tell me I need for a doctor who I've already seen. And this is not because the the, the medical system requires it. It's because the insurance company yeah. will not accept it. So it's like, who's what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> the, the idea of insurance, it, it, it lost its relevance, I mean, decades, if not centuries ago. Like, the generalized concept is great. Let's all pool our money, and then if somebody gets hurt, they can pull from that fund, and then we'll all be good. Like I'd say it's a social insurance, but now it's for profit, and that ruins everything because now just for Eric to get the procedure that he so clearly, obviously needs, they need one of their guys to red tape it and sign it on. Like it's just yeah, because they're they're, they're geared they're geared to not fulfill their contractual obligation <laughs> to to the to the people that they sign contracts with. That's that's the whole system is set up. To, to not to deny as many claims mm-hmm. as possible and to use whatever they can to do it. That's scary. Uh, yeah, my recovery was for sure delayed in some capacity, yeah. like a few weeks at least, dealing with that part of the system. And not to mention just the the mental anguish. Like I'm not going to pretend that I have any idea how any of this works, but I'm guessing that you having kept such a positive mindset through all of this, it certainly didn't hurt you you know what i mean like i i think i think a lot of people would agree that you know a power the power of a positive mindset helps in a lot of different situations but even in physical recovery i'm, I'm guessing joe the power of a positive mindset doesn't really help when you have a two hundred thousand dollar bill but that's what i mean you make, that fucks you up make, your yeah, mindset yeah. If, if you're aware that you could possibly go broke because of this it's it's that much harder if not impossible to stay positively minded i'd be even without the bill i'm going to be negative as shit but it seems that eric stayed above it how did you stay above it even well, knowing that this is going to no, be yeah no i didn't no uh, okay then it, it, i mean then you're at least still <laughs> so what i would say is the one of the more frustrating parts of all of this right i think i've talked about this was the lack of control right like mm-hmm. i can't do anything for myself and even this right even like just seeing a doctor, I only have so much control over and I'm struggling mm. to get it done. So like I, Joe, there are literally a couple days where I had to take off work and just be on the phone trying to get doctor's office and insurance companies God. to cooperate that it resulted in mul- me crying multiple times. Like oh, it fuck was yeah. so frustrating. It was one of the more frustrating experiences of this because all you want is help and it's so hard to get for some reason. Yeah, it's kept at arm's reach for no reason. Well, for greed, obviously. But like the the idea of every time you get put on hold, I I would be losing my mind, crying, screaming, and, breaking and shit, Eric guaranteed. Has good, really good. Yeah, insurance. you work for the state. Like, you have good really, insurance. Really, really good insurance. This is what it looks like with really yeah. good insurance. Every I would say. 85 to 95 percent of my clients do not have health insurance so this is all out of their pocket so everything that they have to pay is out of their pocket and they're going to send them the collections they're going to like and they're going to bill you for four different things and a uh, tylenol is going to cost 120 dollars for two tylenol and they're going to bill to you and they're going to not care about Mm -hmm. it it's, it's, I mean, they, it's, they bill you for skin to skin with your kid. When you have a baby, they bill you for just holding oh, your kid. Dude, don't give me. So that the, the baby going through that, knowing what I know, the, the baby like delivery, post delivery stuff is the biggest insurance like just a gold gouging yeah. thing. It's it's oh, my because they can charge you for everything Literally. because it's your kid. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not it's your kid. Yet. You will. You, what are you going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Like E like. I would sacrifice. I mean, Joe and I would just just cut the leg off, right, yeah, for my if kid. It had kid. Yeah. So I'll pay it. It's yeah. But the fact that it's sorry, what I will, it's a long way of saying the fact that you have really good insurance. And when you told me this and we started this, I was like, thank God. Like I'm so glad that he has. Oh, can like, you imagine like really good insurance, oh right? And you still are dealing with like literally like like trauma 
associated with the price. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. If you worked for just fucking, you know, half price books or, you know, Burger King, you'd be fucked. You, yeah. Literally. Shout out half price books. Literally. Yeah, I, I, I say that. Price. Maybe half price. They might have an amazing. I take that back. I'm so sorry. Half price books. I apologize. I take that back. That was, Can that was you wrong. buy a half price book stock? <laughs> I, we should definitely. <laughs> Get a buy some call options HPB, on that. Actually. Half price books. Half price. <laughs> Y'all can see the IPO. I really hope they are. But no, you, like seriously, like to say you had you were lucky and all this. Obviously, that that's a reach. But like, fuck, man. I mean, how much? Are, like. Is that something that you sit back? Like, are you to a point yet where you can where you can take stock and like, holy shit, I was lucky through all of this? Are are you mentally there yet? No, you can do it in the moment too. It's just it's this weird dichotomy that you experience, and part of like what makes us intelligent human beings is being able to hold like competing ideas in our mm. head that are true, right? Mm. And so I think you, at the same time of when I'm in tears, I also know. When I'm in tears from insurance, I also know that I'm lucky to have insurance. Like, yeah. I can do both of those things at the same time, which is almost part of the – it makes it – it adds to the frustration in a way, but it also makes you more thankful, right? You're like, oh, you, I would be more frustrated if I didn't have this, but at least I have it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you doing for your mental health? Because I – like, it's cliche, but like with my clients, I say, you got two – parts of you you have your body that the meat sack that you're in and you have this thing that runs the whole thing don't neglect yeah <laughs> i was i was gonna tell you thing. this vance but uh i was waiting till i got to my parents house but i am seeing a therapist online next week actually call, dude Good yes call, you should see multiple therapists and different kinds of therapists like yeah because you're having to deal with a lot of Jesus. different sh stuff right like you have to deal with trauma you're having to deal with uh, PTSD you're having to deal with like there's like a bunch of stuff like I always say but none of my clients have health insurance right so like I'd be like if you can see someone I guess and like pay them but but don't neglect the mental side so that's that's good therapy is good everyone should go to therapy. and I was actually interested that I was almost surprised that in the rehab hospital itself that they didn't have a component of that it was interesting to me I was wondering if that was something that it would make sense for them to offer, right? They can't make money off that. And I think that's probably it. Did they have a chaplain or like any type of religious service? You know, not that I, I don't think so. It's a pretty basic. What like, the um, hell? In Texas, they didn't yeah. have a, they Ka didn't have a Baptist hotline. God damn it. So I will say I didn't ask. Bad. So maybe they would have provided me one if I had asked, but I'm sure in the hospital itself, I could have gotten one, but, um, you usually do ask whenever we go anywhere. You do usually like pull someone aside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last time we went to Chaplin. Last time we went to Chili's, exactly, Eric was yeah. like, I'll, "I'll take the chips and salsa." And also, can you, can you send the chaplain around? We would. Can you see this like the we would, yeah. Like he's like, "Here's your Bible verse." We would go to Double Days for half price pizza rolls and a little bit oh, of P and W. Double Days, dude. dude. I haven't had a pizza roll, and I can't. I never had. See, Eric, this nope. is this is can't this is it. real problems. I know you think you have problems. I can't eat <laughs> gluten, sir. And I don't think I don't think anybody out there can understand what I'm going through. I might need to call up my therapist. Actually, I have a special set. But no, fuck. Double days was amazing back in the day. I was pushing the religious thing on purpose because I, if you don't mind my asking, and I know you don't, but I have to say it so I don't sound like a prick. Ha have you gotten? Do you find yourself praying more? Do you find yourself, uh, you know, leaning on the religious side more because of this? That after this, all that. Um, I would say, no, nah, probably not. It's probably the same that it has <laughs> been. Um, I do every day just ask for a miracle. That is a regular part of my day. Is be like, okay, God, if you want to send me a miracle, I am open to it. But. No, I've always sort of maintained um, – it was never sort of an ebb and flow relationship with me where, like, sometimes it was hot, sometimes it was cold. I've always felt like my relationship with God was pretty standard and central to who I am, and it sort of is kind of an even keel, every consistent part of my being. Hmm. So it, I don't – It's the most E thing ever. Yeah, by that. I don't doubt anything <laughs> about that. So do you – just yeah. in general, do you pray every day? Is that, is that like a standard thing for you? Um. I converse with God most days. Yes, I don't. Huh. I don't know that I would say I praying. Yeah, I guess I, you could call it praying. Sure, I don't like but, you know. kneel down and be like, "Oh, if we could please do this for this person." But I'm sort of like 
reflect spiritually with God every day, pretty much. I take it. I take it. At, at any point, and this is not the same fucking at all, but uh, in my recent family uh, trauma, when my dad passed, it, there was a moment when, and I hope my mom, she doesn't listen, so she'll never care. She, there was a moment where she like blamed God, which is apparently a pretty normal thing for deaths of a spouse. Not the same as, as messing up your knee, but at any point where you're like, God damn it, like, why didn't you help me? Or what, but did you ever go there? No, you know what's interesting is I I was much more I was much more likely to blame myself for this, right? Like Ooh. I think that is something I probably will end up talking in therapy about as being like somehow this is a hundred percent my fault, and I mm. did something to deserve this, which isn't true at all. But it's still like <sighs> some weird thing that like is in the back of my head for some reason, and I'm not sure why, but it is. Well, I, hey, ho- hey, host Joe. Are you in therapy? Uh, I haven't in. Uh, it's probably been a couple of months. But when my dad passed, I went to therapy consistently because fuck. I, I think right. I think that's the you need at least. Did you go to a specialist? Do you have a you need you need a grease specialist? Like you got to look out like for a actual like grease specialist, not like just some talk therapist. Like grease the real dirty, Yo, fuck terrible yeah. shit, right? Yeah. And like a talk therapist is not. They're going to be able to do their job, but you need someone that specializes it so they can like get in there. I was in right? South Dakota. They don't they had a they had a <laughs> therapy. They have therapists there? They had therapy. <laughs> They're specialists. I'm sorry. What? Huh? I'm so they sorry. you just what? you just you just grab beers and go to a go, go to like a minor league. Literally the therapist uh, I played basketball with him uh, 30 40 50 times easily every Wednesday morning okay, I would play yeah. basketball with this guy and I would show up to the therapist's office and it's him. I was like, "Oh, hey Carl." He goes, "Oh, hey Joe. What are you doing here?" I was like, "Actually, I'm here for you. So let's talk." And I like literally don't, day yeah, one. Don't share my secrets. Literally day one with this guy. Like we played ball. Like we shot the shit. Like we talked hoops. Like I, I tried to dunk on him one time because he's super tall and I can't dunk anymore. I was just fucking around. And now day one of therapy, I'm just crying in his office. And I think he realizes like, oh shit. All right, let's let's take this seriously. But honestly, it really yeah. helps. Point of all that is then e what is it? Because like fucking, you don't deserve this at all. But I think, and I don't know anything, that it's healthy that you at least do put most of the onus on yourself. Um, moving forward obviously diet we, we already talked about diet whatever but like wh- what is it that you're gonna like work on or like are you even there yet but like wh- who, who who are you going to try to be that's different because like I, I i just can't get over it. this seems like a very fresh start to your life and i, I really obviously i can't empathize fully but like are you there yet to where you're looking at, the, at this stuff where they're like all right i'm gonna aim for this moving forward or are you even there yet and obviously no is fine I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, I, I guess how I would answer that is like I was never one of those people who could answer the question of like where do you see yourself in five years? Me neither. And this question is sort of like what do you want to be for the rest of your existence? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I have an answer <laughs> to that, man. Um, I guess what I would say is that I – Ideally, coming out of this, what I would like to learn to do is just to be fully accepting of whatever my current situation is Hmm. and whatever that reflects, right? Um, And sort of have a healthy place to put that. That's so zen. That's so you, honestly. That is such an E response, and that's perfect. It's very present and aware of, like, I just know myself. There's no way I'd be that that calm about all of this. But it's an interesting one because it's never – I don't think that's anything that's ever finished, right? That's something that's constantly mm. evolving, working thing. And so it's sort of this thing we're all trying to do. I just happen to put it into those words. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this whole – like literally that first part about I'm going to have the best closing argument <laughs> Ever. This is something. That is such a good <laughs> analogy because literally I can handpick jurors based on – I can literally stack the box with people that have kids. And then I come back to their kids and I say, Mary, I talked to you before. I remember you said you had XXX. Your kids' names are XXX. Do you remember when little Sally was growing up and blah, blah, blah and finding out that she – like independence every single day? Imagine if that got taken away from her. Hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that would actually work really well. Being like, could you imagine what would happen if Sally all of a sudden couldn't be able to walk? Could you imagine the shell of who she would be? Sort of watching that. Yeah, Yeah. watch that. If you're trying to emotionally connect, what do you think my client's parents were thinking throughout all this? Right, watching the little yeah, like 
Yeah. Dude, okay, so it, I hadn't planned oh, on this, but sure. I actually just did. Well, you can go put me down as a consultant, and I will take my fee. Thank you. <laughs> uh, two cents. More than Deal. United, more than the United Kingdom pays for <laughs> right, insulin. But, okay, I did, uh, I did an episode on, on jury duty uh, because I did recently do jury duty, and I was stunned that it seemed like they purposefully picked the least of us for the actual jury box. There were 20 of us in the room. It's random. No, no. I mean, of the, once we got down to the lawyers were talking, and then because there was 200 of us in a big room, then they took 20 of yeah, us yeah. in a small room, and then they started eliminating okay. us. That was random. Yeah, yeah. The, tw- the 20 that get picked are random. Yeah, yeah. But now from that 20, they picked six of us to be jurors. Yes. They picked, and I'm not exaggerating, these six dumbest motherfuckers that were in that room that day. What kind of trial was it? Uh, it was, a, I don't know the exact details, but it was theft. It was a, a policeman on one side and so a, it was a criminal trial. Yeah, and and a, literally okay. it was a white policeman with a buzz uh, cut what, haircut. What the defendant was, what race, what she uh, was, sex? She was an old black woman in a wheelchair and the cop was a young buzz cut fit, no mustache, but looked just like Farva from Super Troopers. You're going to lose that trial. Oh, he had no fucking chance. <laughs> he had no fucking chance. You could see it well, from day wait, one. Well, wait. Well, it depends on the, where you are. In D.C., you're destroyed. The, uh, they, 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 they asked. Oh, you're in Colorado. They literally good. asked, what are your opinions on police? And they asked multiple of us. And I gave my full opinion. And I already said this in the last episode. So I'm not going to go to that. But the point is. When you're picking jurors, are you just trying to pick the most gullible, stupid motherfuckers in that room? Because that's what they no, picked. I, I am certain that is who they picked in this room. It's one of the most complex. Like, it, there's there is so much science that that goes into jury selection. It's the most complex part of the trial. It's the most important part Shit, of the trial, yeah. I think. Dude, there was like, a woman in front and, of us that owned so, her own business. There was a, a guy behind Joe, me that had, had his own accounting firm. They didn't pick either one of them. They were both very intelligent human beings. They did not pick them. Why not? Joe, you would be the best voir dire lawyer in the world, like where you get to talk to the jurors, because this is your goal. Your goal is to suss out which people are in favor of your position, but then like demonstrate their bias, right? To show, okay, they have bias, but then walk it back. Hmm. And be like, but you wouldn't do this, and you wouldn't do this. So what about this, right? So then you can like keep them there. It's and it's, it's just sales. You have That's to. Like. There's all this. There are literally like like the two main books on this. Actually, one of the the main jury consultants, it, like the the biggest one that wrote a book, um, uh, Professor Joy was at my college, and her book is like literally 800 pages thick, and there's so much that goes into it. There's like um, your socioeconomic. There's um, your sense of honor, like, dude. Oh, man. No, they I, they asked straight will, away, "Can like, you be fair?" And one guy said, "I." One guy said, "I'll do my best." And they're like, "What does that mean?" And like, he realized that he shouldn't have said that. He goes, oh, "It was how I how I was raised." They didn't pick that motherfucker because obviously, but like, seriously, they picked the one woman to my left, literally to my left. And I, anybody listening, I'm sorry, I already said this, but I'm just trying to set Vance up. They asked her a question, what do you think about cops? Then they asked me a question, what do you think about cops? I spoke for 45 seconds. As soon as I finished talking, they turned back to that woman and said, what do you think about his answer? And she had already forgotten what I said. And they, they picked her for the jury. They literally picked her for the jury. She had a because she she gave just, she had a nine look, second memory. She was fucking look, Dory look, look. from was Finding this a, was Dory. This a public, and, was this public defender? Uh, I don't. Who's the lawyer? Did the lawyer look like they were like like were they young? Was the defense lawyer she young? She was super young and she was nervous. Yeah. you could yeah, see that's she a, was nervous. Okay, yeah. all right, great, awesome. So that's a junior. And this is a felony case. Literally, at one point, she tried to make a metaphor with the scales of justice, and she couldn't. She goes, with the scales of, the scales of, and one of the people in the jury box goes, justice? And she goes, yes. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. She had said it out loud. She goes, yeah, I'm a lawyer. I should have known that. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Joe, that's the representation that this this woman is getting. So, yeah. So, like, there, you just had, she doesn't, she has no idea what, and I I don't know what I'm doing, right? (laughs) No, it doesn't. I will say though, you do all this science, right? Like I, I've read all the science. I have read. I have read so much about, like, because I, like, I, th- I honestly think that is the most. You got to stack the deck. At first, I think the 
choosing of oh, the jury is the, the most important. You're not going to win or lose the trial by the. People are going to just not. Ca- they're they're going to formulate their opinion right this away. This one woman was. <laughs> right? This like, one woman. Yeah, was that's her. actually a question I have for you, Vance. Is like, yeah. How often do you think whatever argument you make within the trial, change like really truly changes a juror's mind? It, so it's it's all scientifically based, right? It's all based on persuasion. I mean, I like get you're more or less persuasion. trying to like manipulate them into your way of the thought. first the but, first thirty seconds. Yeah, okay. The first thirty is seconds is the most important thing. The first thirty seconds is the entire trial. Wow for uh, for a civil yeah, case, yeah. right? Sure. Did case. this woman steal this thing? Can you prove um, it? Yes or no? Opening remarks. And there's a, there's there's all these formulas. There's all these like techniques. Yeah, I wouldn't be and good at this. I appreciate to... you assuming my intelligence level, but no, nah, I wouldn't be good at this at all. No, 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 not that part. I hate these people. The already. part, no, the part about hiding cheating. It's basically like you want to you want to convince your opponent that you're going for this person, but you're not actually going for that person. You're going for this other guy, but you're hyping this other dude up, right? And you're you're being like, I'm really interested in this guy, mm, but you're really going for the other guy. You, you're kind of trying to bluff. Yeah, you, you kind of. I, yeah, it's it's all fascinating, man. I mean, honestly, like, I did. I enjoyed every second of it. I I, t- I brought a little notepad. I was like taking notes the whole time. It was actually like incredibly interesting until they picked the people that I seriously thought I was like these people are dumb as fuck. And then they picked them and they sent me off, which I'm dumb as fuck. I'm not saying I'm anything special, but I was just stunned that they didn't go for the ones that were like paying attention. They. So you mean the. The, the woman that forgot what she was saying but her opening statement? Yes. Of Honestly, course she fucking, picked yeah, bad jurors. Like, yeah, she didn't know what Touché. she was doing because Touché. she's being paid $35,000. She's got a docket of like 300 cases. Yeah, this is cases, her 19th case this and, week. She's and she's never... Yeah, yeah. So like, no, yeah, touche. of course. That's like, a very, very that, good point. That's, yeah, good... Welcome to our judicial system. Yeah, it's, it's this woman's life is literally dependent upon a girl that doesn't know where she's at. She's like, what fuck is, what's your name again? What did you... What, did, what are we doing? Ugh. Fucking chaos. Absolutely. Speaking of don't know where we're at, I, we're an hour into this. I don't know how to end it. So, uh, well, I did send y'all a picture of uh, my ooh. leg difference. So if you want, oh, yeah. check we're going to end out. on we're going to um, end on my my audible reaction to your yeah. So I think the best I'm way so to end curious. a podcast is by a visual picture sent to the co-host. perfect. Holy yeah, yeah, shit, dude! It's twice the size. Yeah, dude, your left like, leg is huge by comparison. Yeah, it was a bad day. But your yeah. right leg is looking pretty sexy. I mean, very, especially there. with them socks on, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, Here's the thing we can end on, actually. So I went and got fitted for an AFO, which is an ankle foot orthosis. Orthos, orthotic? Orthotic. There it is. <laughs> and um, it's essentially a cast I wear to fix my drop foot. But uh, How is the drop foot, by the way? Well, it's not getting much better right now. But um, All right. So I'm... Getting better. It's neurological, man. They don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it it needs so my um, yeah. I won't know until like July if it's actually has a chance to get. And even or then, not. dude, you won't like with with neurological shit, man. It just like comes back. Yeah, like we oh, hope. they're just you're just w- walking along and it comes back. So so this don't be too discouraged if like the timeline goes a little far. No, nah, I'm not. I will deal with it as it comes. But this orthotic. They're giving me, Joe, I thought of you because more or less it's designed to be worn with a shoe so that I would have to wear socks and shoes most of the time. You don't do which that. Which is there it is. a thing I never <laughs> you do. You don't do that. Oh, my God. But I was like, That's well, you know you what? Always wear, you always wear flip-flops. If Joe can do it. I can't not do it. So I was like, you know, maybe I'm going to end up being on Joe's side on this. Come on, how shoes for the win? Do they recommend cargo pants? (laughs) They recommend zipper pockets for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, man. No, I really, I can't walk around barefoot anymore. I used to love it in my early hippie days. Like I would love to feel the grasp. So in your house, in your own house, you you track in the shit and the piss and the house shoes, shoes, right? House shoes. As soon as I walk in, I take off my shoes. I put on my house shoes. And then as soon as I walk in. So do you remember to take them off when you take out the trash? Really? Yeah, I have slip-on shoes for for see. I always forget for so uh, like quick trips to like you know if I if I'm taking the trash out or if I'm like picking up the the dog shit in the backyard or whatever. I have, <laughs> I have uh, two different pairs of slip-on shoes. One that are upstairs and one that are downstairs because when I go to the backyard to the downstairs, I'm so fucking lazy that I'm not going to go up and to get the other shoes. I have the yeah. same. I have the but same no, I, system. I, it's, I just, yeah. My kids have started to notice. Like as, as soon as we start to go outside, they like start and then they stop and wait for me to put on my other shoes, take off the shoes. It's a whole fucking thing. E, how do you get shoes on? Is it still the gripper? Uh, 
actually, I will t- to go to this doctor's appointment was the first time I had put on a shoe in six months. Fuck. And I don't know how I managed to get it on myself. I don't know how I actually figured out how to do that, but I, I got it on. Um, oh so God. hopefully that's another thing they can help teach me is how to – but, like, I got to order special shoes probably to – That'll yeah. fit this kind of you, thing. For sure, get orthotics. Yes. Yeah. Get special. Yeah. Can you get like, can you get like those moon bounce shoes and just start like jumping around everywhere? Is that like a, is that an option? Let me check. <laughs> maybe, maybe like rollerblades. <laughs> is that, is that Wait, a thing? He's checking. Joey's checking. On. Hold on. Oh, check. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, yeah. your, your research. It looks, no, <laughs> no, not going to be able to do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, did y'all bet this Padres game, by the way? No. I did not. Everybody listening, uh, go bet the Padres game. Make sure you bet four twenty. No, not anymore. Oh, is it over? Not anymore. No, no, they're up two two runs. You you missed a chance. Actually, everybody listening, do look forward to uh, one of our newest shows that we're going to come out with, which is live gambling with Vance. It's going to be very. Uh, if you know the show Mad Money with Jim Cramer, it's going to be much like that, but with Vance and gambling. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's honestly. It's like Charlie Day is 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 Jim is Cramer. Cramer. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Everybody out yeah. there, keep keep an eye on it. Uh, it's coming soon. And E. Good luck, bro. Fucking hell. I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll be here. <laughs> thank you for thank you for my in, insanely good uh trial opening. Yeah, let me know how it goes. I'm curious to see if people actually I'm can, literally gonna use connect it. with this idea or not, because it is a little abstract, but I think if you could connect it it makes sense. Hey, remember when you when your kid was doing this? Yeah, this person can't do that anymore. It's the most basic thing in the world. Boom. Basic bitch podcast. See y'all. <laughs>